Hello, welcome back to another episode, check-in style thing. Um, I wanted to share some things I've been contemplating recently that I think other people might also be going through. Um, So this podcast episode might be a little bit all over the place, but it is what it is. We show up, we talk, and that's the way it be. Um, So one of the main things that I've been reflecting on is relationships, specifically within partnerships and how their ex like romantic partnerships and how their expectations differ from friendships or family. And I've come across this idea of unconditional love within adult relationships quite often recently. And one of the main things that I've been seeing is people talking about how adult relationships are conditional by nature. That unconditional love within these relationships, I don't want to say it's misguided, but that's, I feel like that's kind of the best way to explain it right now. So let me dive into that a little bit more. The concept of unconditional love refers to having love for somebody or loving somebody regardless of what happens, what they do, what they say, how they behave, what your interactions are like, etc. And this concept can quickly become manipulated into toxic patterns. And I feel like unconditional love is the reason that a lot of people stay in situations that might not be healthy for their growth or for their experience in life and this concept of unconditional love where I think it's misguided is that having love for somebody or loving someone is our natural state we learn how to judge we learn how to shame we learn how to guilt we learn how to hate from a variety of inputs. It's not one targeted condition in our life that is causing us to develop these perspectives, but rather a culmination of many inputs. An unconditional love, I think, is present at the base, like as the foundation of any interaction that you might find yourself in. It is a very basic concept of loving someone as they are and not wishing harm upon them. But within relationships, when you are sharing energetically with them or they are sharing energetically with you through your interaction, through your thoughts, your behaviors, your emotions... It can have an effect on you or it does have an effect on you. There's a a sense of attachment to this person. You've connected with them. And when it comes to the actual relationship dynamic, we start to branch over into conditional love, which people talk about a lot as if it's a bad thing. But conditional love, from my perspective, is about 
maintaining your boundaries and setting the groundwork for how you will and will not be treated, which ties into the boundaries. And from that point, there's this conflict that happens between, well, if I'm supposed to have love, like unconditional love for people, but then I'm setting boundaries and conditions on having access to my love, then how can those two things interact? Or how can those two things coexist in the same relationship? And where I found myself pondering lately is our sense of ownership within relationships. Looking at friendships, typically there's more freedom to live your life the way that you want to. There's freedom to be whoever you need to be in those moments. And there's not as much expectation. I think it comes down to expectation in those moments that from friendships, the expectation is that you are two individual people. But as soon as we transition into romantic relationships, the narrative kind of shifts there. And the narrative, rather than having two individual people coexisting in a relationship, it morphs into almost like a codependency that your partner owns a piece of your life, your energetic output, and your choice. I think that was initially presented as like a romantic idea that, you know, you're, you're making decisions with your partner and it, it makes sense if you're building a life together, if you are co-creating in a space that you would have some accountability to the other person and your partnership. But where is the line between maintaining independence and autonomy within relationships and codependency? And I think that line lies in conditional love. Just because you are involved in a romantic relationship with someone does not mean they have access to you at all times. That sense of ownership can quickly become manipulation. That sense of obligation, of loyalty, can again shift into manipulation. When we look at the maintaining of boundaries within relationships, we're introduced to a new state of being where, yes, you are co-creating with this person, but you are also on your own journey at the same time. You are two individual, independent, and autonomous beings that have agreed to create together within whatever the context or agreements are of your relationship. So detaching ourselves from this idea that our partner is our everything, our life, and will provide all that we need opens the door for us to explore a new way of existing and committing to a partnership. 
this train of thought came up, I want to say a couple weeks ago now, when I was talking with a friend about the concept of polyamory versus monogamy. And he had shared with me that he didn't think humans were meant to be serial monogamists in the sense that expecting one person, again, to provide all of your needs or to provide for all of your needs and be your everything is unrealistic. And that's a lot of pressure to put on somebody. So if you say that you love someone and you want what's best for them, but then you're also following that up with, I need you to be all of these things for me, then are you loving that person unconditionally, right? As your base foundation, are you allowing for a space to be created in your world for this person to just exist without looking at what you want from them, right? Boundaries are not demands, Boundaries are safety nets that we put in place to maintain our own sense of independence and autonomy, not to control that of another person. So when you look at modern monogamous relationships, I'm starting to see this trend that is, honestly, it's not even a new trend. It's that sense of ownership, right? We, we've we seen it before in traditional, I say this with air quotes, traditional relationships and marriages that there is a sense of ownership over the other person's life. And with that sense of ownership comes a sense of entitlement. Removing... the context of condition holds that space open for the other person to make a choice that feels right for them. So when we were exploring the concept of polyamory, I've been very intrigued by it lately. I've had a few people talk to me about their own journeys within polyamory and what that meant for them and how that interacted or how that influenced or played out in their life. And what I found by speaking with them is that everybody's sense of autonomy is respected. Boundaries are respected. Yes, any relationship can be toxic and manipulative, but that's not something that is exclusive to polyamorous relationships they're still built on a foundation of love for the other person, of care, compassion, empathy, just like monogamous relationships. But the difference is that each person is free to meet their own needs however they need to and with whomever they need to. That love is freely given between partners. And this transitions over into judgment and shame and guilt. 
I've been listening to an audiobook by Brene Brown. It's a series of lectures that she included as part of workshops on vulnerability. And when she talks about judgment, shame, and guilt, she refers to them as gremlins and how these gremlins have a voice that comes into our minds and sways our decisions. And typically this influence comes from external sources and our fear of disconnection, of misunderstanding, and a loss of autonomy, I would go so far as to say. When we fear the judgment of another, what we're really fearing is a loss of connection, a loss of their love, maybe even a loss of unconditional love. But unconditional love by nature cannot be lost because that is our state of being down to the core. What we fear losing is our place in the conditional demands of that relationship. If you don't do this, then I will leave. If you are not this version of you, then I will not interact with you. And again, coming back to the difference between boundaries and demands, demands include asserting control over an external source, whereas boundaries are asserting autonomy over internal sources. Nobody else is creating your boundaries. Those are yours. Those are internal processes. And if someone is controlling them, then that then becomes a demand. How many of our choices are dictated by our fear of what other people will think of us or will say about us? How many choices hang in the balance of someone else's opinion? Fearing a loss of connection to the people and the places and things that show us we are loved, that we belong, that we are a part of something. How many of our decisions are being made because we fear being alone? Hello, Ginny. Would you like to come talk on the podcast, Bubba? Do you have things you'd like to say? Come on. She's just sitting beside my desk on the floor, staring at me with big wide eyes and a very chonky body. There you are. You're going to say hi? 
You're going to be quiet for once in your little life. She's usually screaming. You have lots of things to say. All right. She needs to be at the window to look out into the darkness. So this is this is where I'm at for today. This is what I've been reflecting on recently and how these fears and beliefs play into my own interactions in life. Just today I found myself in a state of being overcome by fear of what others would think. Regardless of what I wanted in that moment, regardless of the direction I felt my path calling me. I was worried about what my friends would think, about what my friends would say. I was worried about disappointing people as if their disappointment was a reflection of my ability to be authentic. When their disappointment stems from me not meeting the expectation that they had for me. There's a quote I came across once that said, other people's opinions and expectations are not of your concern. And I never really understood how they couldn't be because my entire life was dictated by those around me. And I learned that love was conditional on demand, supply and demand. And in this case, I supplied a version of me that was so draining to produce, that required a constant performance of self to meet their demand for entertainment, to meet their demand for superiority and control. So now as I sit here contemplating the reclamation of self, I fear what I will lose in the process. I know what I will gain, but I still fear what I will lose. Thank you so much for listening. I enjoyed having this time for us to chat. If you have any questions or comments, or if you'd like to even be on the show, feel free to send me an email at thebeeandthebaroness at hotmail.com or check out my website, thebeeandthebaroness.com. Again, thank you for being here. I love you and I will see you in the next episode.